episode 149. You teach more than subjects. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, elite educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. Thanks for tuning in for another great week of something I have learned and want to share it with you. That means you are still an elite educator. Every time you come back, you're spending time perfecting your craft, using podcasts as a professional development opportunity. And I'm just honored that you value this show to tune in again. So thanks for being with me. Let's talk about the importance of your role as a teacher, specifically how it's not only necessary, but of utmost importance to teach more to your students than just subject matter. So let's reignite your passion and potential. Are you ready? Here we go. First of all, thanks again for your words of encouragement through social media to, you know, keep podcasting. And those of you sweet souls emailing me personally, letting me know what this podcast is doing for your mental and emotional psyche as you navigate your teaching career. Y'all are investing in me to just keep pouring back into you. And so I'm thankful for you. Enough of that sappy stuff. So the rationale for this episode is It's Friday as I jot down my quick thoughts for this episode that gives me enough time to edit and get it scheduled and and come to your ears every Monday morning and all week long as I prepare to record, I'm taking in my environment, thinking about, you know, what lessons I'm learning as a person and as an educator and how it might be helpful to you in the classroom. Well, just this morning, I was dropping off my girlfriends from high school that came to visit for the week with their kids, which was pretty amazing and tons of fun. And if you listen to a recent interview I did with Teacher of the Year, Carmen Adams, then you know that there's this elementary school in my neighborhood that I drive by every day. And on this particular morning after the airport, there were a ton of tents set up on the soccer and track field. And I recognized the logos on those tents. It was for a boosterthon, which is a running event for kids. I did it years ago with my students in the classroom and loved it. Uh, These folks basically come into your school. They have tons of energy. They're hyping your kids up and getting them ready for this big running event. Well, meanwhile, your kids ask their friends and families to sponsor them financially for how many laps that they can run. Um, I loved just standing at the lap line and I would mark my kids' t-shirts with tally marks as they were crossing the line lap after lap, you know, just kind of recording their lap numbers. And there was just a sense of pride in me as I watched my kids continue, you know, to round the corner and work hard to keep at it. But the smile on the kids' faces too, they would light up, you know, and they began to reach and surpass their running goals. Uh, The music was loud and fun and the crowd was cheering and full of energy. It was just such a positive experience for everyone involved. So when I drove by today, I was just flooded with all those great memories as a teacher and it had nothing to do with teaching subjects in the classroom. So it hit me. I have got to remind elite educators that their job is so important, not just because they're imparting subject matter knowledge to kids on a daily basis. 
So here we are with this episode. Uh, first of all, if you don't have something like a boosterthon at your school, then check out the show notes. I'll link it up and you can start one up and you'll see the power it has to bring your school together and uplift the kids that can, you know, shine in a way that's not accessible to them on a daily basis. And it's going to allow you to impact your kids with important life lessons that they're never going to forget. Secondly, it's not so much about setting up like a specific event, for example, the Boosterthon I mentioned, but it's more about what this event brings out in yourself and your students. And if your school doesn't have a budget or just the time to participate in a large event like this, then think about how you can take the characteristics that make this experience wonderful and implement it as best you can on a smaller scale in your classroom. And so you're probably listening like, I have zero idea what this booster thumb thing is. So how do I know what characteristics I need to implement in my classroom? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I'll go ahead and fill you in on the goodness. And while I'm filling you in, think about how you can take these different aspects and create your own version of them to best help your kiddos right now today. You know, especially with the end of the year coming, you'll have some gaps in your instruction that you want to fill with some unique experiences. And this could be a very good place to do that. Oh, and speaking of some downtime as the year winds down, there was one activity I did with my kids that was just such a hit. I literally shared it with my school, who also found it to be super engaging and, you know, interactive and obviously a wonderful break from the norm. Um, why don't I go ahead and link it up in the show notes? Just go to alwaysalesson.com and you can click on podcast and then you'll see this episode and you can click the link. But the activity is called What Do You Think? And it basically poses yes or no unique questions to students and they vote with their feet. So they move to the right of the room for yes, left of the room for no. And then you have a discussion based on whatever that question was. And kids love getting to share their opinion, especially because it's not graded. And I just loved hearing my kids' rationales for their thinking. And even a few would kind of switch sides, you know, after hearing their peers share their thoughts. So it's a great relationship building exercise. You know, you could probably even use it as, you know, a beginning of the year get to know you activity. But anyway, I digress. Back to the boosterthon. So let's get into these eight characteristics that you want students to experience. Well, you yourself too. So here we go. Number one is long-term goal setting. So when students start this journey in the boosterthon, they have to decide how many laps realistically that they can run during this timed run event which I can't remember, you know, how long it was at the moment. But it's important that kids learn how to dream big enough first and then learn how to work backwards to break up this large goal into mini goals. That way they can accomplish it successfully in that time allotted. And, you know, it's quite an advanced skill to be able to do this. And it needs a lot of modeling from you uh, to teach kids how to do it. And it's not just something you can do once. They really need that repetitive practice and kind of a variety of environments um, to learn how to long-term goal set. Number two characteristic is collaboration with community. So then kids have to go network in the community to get their support. It's kind of awkward for a lot of kids to talk to anyone that's not their friends and family, but the community really wants to support kids. So it's important that they learn how to represent their cause and their school with some maturity, with confidence. That way others can get behind them. And of course, with parent or teacher supervision during this conversation, but it's just a great opportunity for students to see kindness and compassion from strangers that are just willing to encourage them in this new experience. You know, plus inviting these folks to the actual event is a great way to build community within the community, if you know what I mean. 
Number three, perseverance. So when the kiddos are running this race, it gets hard as, you know, their heart's pumping and sweat begins to fall. And quickly, these students realize, like, whether or not their goal number of laps is reasonable. (laughs) And some will be like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to run 5,000 laps. And, you know, I'm giggling knowing all along, you know, that might have been a far-fetched goal. But it's important that the kids learn the lesson themselves, you know, no matter how hard it is. You dig deep and you keep going, Um, and not because of this particular goal, but because of the cause and the community and the promise to themselves to see it through to the end. You know, probably the biggest lesson I hoped all my students walked away with from my influence is this idea of perseverance. Number four, time management. So in order to reach their goal number of laps, you have to manage your time. You know, you can't get distracted chatting with your friends and you can't go too slow that you run out of time and you can't go too fast that you burn out and you got to stop. So students are learning pacing and time management, which is certainly a skill that's going to help them manage, you know, assignment completion in the classroom. Number five, accountability. So the part I loved, which I mentioned, was marking the kiddos' laps on their shirts. It was just a proud moment for them and I as we tallied away. You know, the evidence of hard work was so gratifying right there in that moment. But accountability in and of itself is just super important. So students can see how their decisions and their effort, you know, affect their future. You know, even in a smaller way like the Booster-thon fun run. Number six, health. You know, of course, there's the health aspect where kids are running, which is an activity to promote in schools, uh, especially if teachers are allowed to participate as well. You might hate me for that suggestion, but healthier schools need to be prioritized in our school goals, and this is a great way to do that. Number seven, teamwork and encouragement. So while kiddos are running, there is a support system all around them. Students are taught to cheer each other on because you're competing against your own goal. You're not competing against other goals. So it makes sense, you know, to cheer on a student who's struggling to take another lap. And then there's just the folks that are lining the course. They're cheering for the kids, you know, keep pushing, dig deep you know, run as fast and as best as you can. It's just such a positive, motivating atmosphere. And kids feel like they can do anything in that moment. You know, what kid doesn't want to feel that kind of love and support? I know I want that even as an adult. Number eight, the last one is celebration of the accomplishment. So finishing the event in and of itself is exciting because you survived. (laughs) You know, celebrate how close you came to your goal or how much they surpassed their goal. You know, all of that is worth celebrating. My family is big on celebrating the little things, and we have the, you know, you are special red plate tradition. Um, You've probably heard me talk about this numerous times on the podcast, so I won't bore you with the details now. But, you know, this booster-thon is like that. It's a smaller accomplishment that, in the end, is going to stay with the kids forever because they have that emotional attachment Um, to this feeling of hard work and success. You know, that one time I really felt proud of myself or that I really felt encouraged and this event comes to mind. And so some of my kids didn't meet their goal, but they never stopped to take a break or they ran faster than they ever have before. So there was always something about the run that every student was proud of. And I really took a lot of time after, just like the amount of time I was putting into prep going into the event and then obviously the, the amount of work put students put in during the event. But the time afterwards was just as important because we had to review all that was accomplished to make this day happen and how they were better off now than just a few moments prior before the event started. Um, there's no need to just stop and move on to the next thing. It's important to review all you've done before setting up, you know, new goals. And this might be the kiddos' favorite part to relive the event and smile ear to ear at what they were able to do that, 
you know, they never thought was possible before. It's just such a beautiful moment. So that's it, folks. Those are the magic eight right there. Let's do a quick rundown of what those were. It was goal setting, collaboration, perseverance, time management, accountability, health, teamwork, and celebration. So think about how you can build those things into your everyday instruction because these lessons are just as important, if not more important, than subject knowledge that you teach these students every day. We really want our students to be able to take on this world by storm, develop into their best selves, you know, and content knowledge isn't all that's going to make them capable to reach their potential. You know, it's the X factor that's going to separate them. And the X factor is you. You're bringing these eight characteristics to the table, supplying students with practice often and in new and different ways, and then they're just going to blossom into their best selves. And listen, yes, you have to teach content and teach it well. Don't get it twisted. But while you're busy influencing kids in that way, You might also teach them skills that they can take with them that apply to their life and school and career and relationships, whatever. They'll honestly thank you later when they realize the gift you've given them. You know, you're blasting the ceiling away on their future. You know, they're just going to catapult higher than imagined. And what an honor and a privilege to be able to do that for kids. You're investing in their future, but investing in the country as well because you're making it a better place than when you found it. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on how to teach more to your students than just subject matter. Now go out and be great, because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details. 